Welcome to the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast, where we invite you to pursue God, engage in community, and make a difference. Hi everyone, welcome to Rainier View. I am so glad that you're here today. My name is Erica and I am our Graham Student Ministry Pastor and I'm one of our teaching pastors here on staff. And uh, we are continuing in our series, Don't Miss It, where we are looking at the parables from the Gospel of Luke. And parables were stories that Jesus told to help drive home his points and his thoughts and try and get the people around him to understand what he was teaching. And I have to be honest, um, my family has made me a terrible storyteller, I think. Uh, I grew up in a family of six. I have three younger sisters and two parents. And when it came time for meals or when we pick one of us up from the airport or when we just see each other after an extended time of not seeing one another, it's like, you better tell your stories fast. Get in, get out. Someone is ready with their response, ready with their next story. So you got to tell that story quick or you're you're just not even going to be able to hear it. Um, I don't know if you've ever like been in a room or walked into a story where you missed the context, like the setup of the story, and then everyone else is laughing and you're like, oh man, I missed it. Or you're telling a story and maybe you didn't do as good of a job setting up the context and you're like, I'm hilarious. Why is nobody laughing at me right now? Context is so key to telling great stories. And I think that in 2021, we miss what an incredible storyteller Jesus was. He understood the context. He understood the setting that he was in. And so he would pick with these parables. He would pick and choose these moments that connected for his audience, that meant something for the people around him, that just brought to life what he was telling. And so these parables, he uses this incredible context, this incredible knowledge, and changes lives. But for us, we don't fully understand the context. And so when we're reading the Bible, if you're ever listening to a sermon, I encourage you to always, what's the context? What is the bigger picture that is being told? Because if we don't pay attention to the context, I think we can actually miss what Jesus is trying to say. If we don't look at, okay, what was happening then and how does that connect to what's happening now, we can completely miss what Jesus is trying to say. I think today's parable can illustrate that for us pretty well. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8 together. And so you can flip there, you can swipe there, tap there, whatever that looks like for you in the space that you're in right now. I want to tell you about an awesome resource, though, called YouVersion. If you're super new to Bible reading, this is the greatest place to start. It gives you plans, great places to start when it comes to reading the Bible, gives you opportunities to say, hmm, what's that? Dig a little bit deeper. Um, I am not super new to Bible reading, but I love using YouVersion. They especially have like a read aloud feature, and that's one of my favorites. So in the morning when I'm still trying to like wake up and start my day, and sometimes my eyes don't want to focus on what I am reading, it is being read aloud to me as well. Helps me just to get it all together. Uh, so let's jump into what we're reading today. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. 
For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So I think the problem that we could run into here, if we don't understand the full context, is I think some people could read this and say, oh, Jesus is telling me to just harass people until I get my way, right? Like, that's what he's saying. No, that's not what he's saying at all. That is not the point that Jesus is making here. So let's be really clear about that. Now, here's the context. If we jump back to Luke chapter 17, we will see that Jesus is actually talking with the people around him about what is it going to look like when the fullness of the kingdom of God arrives. They're waiting for that, and they're, they've got a lot of questions. What's it going to be like when Jesus comes back? And so he's trying to set them up for that. And then he tells this parable about a judge and a widow. And I think for us today, we're like, why would you talk about that? And then talk about this judge and a widow. We're confused. What do you mean? This doesn't make any sense. Well, judges at this point in time, they wouldn't have had a building and a courtroom that they were just in all of the time. They would travel to different towns and they would set up these tents. And they were like kings of their kingdom, but it was actually a, a tent and, and a courtroom. Uh, but in these spaces and in this time, judges got to just decide what cases were heard. They, they didn't pay attention to what were the needs. There were no greater authorities making sure that certain cases were being heard, that the cases that needed to be heard were being heard. And so oftentimes people would, would bribe the judges, friends, associates, counterparts, um, and, and that's how they would get their cases heard. And so this widow shows up, and this widow, she would have really had the odds stacked against her. She wouldn't have had as many rights because she was a woman. Oftentimes, women couldn't petition on, on their own behalf, and so they had to re rely on, on their husband or their father or someone near to them. Well, she's a widow. She doesn't have a husband, so she can't show up and petition on her own behalf. She probably doesn't have the financial resources to bribe someone, and so she knows, I've got to show up, and I just have to wear this judge down until he will hear from me. But Jesus is not telling this parable because God is like the judge. Jesus is telling this parable because God is so unlike this judge, because God is greater than this judge, because he wanted the people around to understand that, that the judges that they had seen, God was actually greater than that. Have you ever had to deal with a problem um, that starts as like kind of an inconvenience and then you finally have to deal with it because it's gone from being an inconvenience to like actually a problem. Uh, I actually rent the house next door uh, to my parents. Like they own it and I, I rent it from them. And last summer my mom got the water bill in and she's like, wow, our water bill seems higher than normal, but whatever. It's probably nothing. It's because we're home more because of the pandemic. Uh, we're using the pool more. That tracks. Like we're just using more water at this point. And so she ignores it. She goes about her life. And one day she is, uh, She's mowing the lawn in between our houses. And she realizes that there is a giant puddle near my home. 
and she quickly like shuts the water off. We jump into problem solving mode and it turns out that the pipe that attached the water from my house to an outdoor spigot had actually like cracked and like split in two and was just leaking water everywhere. Hence the higher water bill at that moment. Uh, several hours, a giant hole, and a parent who is like super knowledgeable about how to solve these problems later, we were able to actually solve it together, which was great. It ended up being a significantly cheaper fix than what it could have been. We probably wouldn't have actually dealt with the problem when we were just noticing, hmm, the water bill was higher. I don't think we could have actually seen the root of the problem until a literal puddle arose. This, this widow thinks that the judge will only hear her until there's an actual problem that needs to be addressed. And oftentimes people view God in that same way. I just have to keep showing up. God's not gonna pay attention to me until there's a big enough problem. But that is not the case at all. The judge had weird rules about who could and could not enter his tent. God eagerly welcomes people into his kingdom. The judge didn't care about people. God cares deeply about each of us. The judge viewed the widow as a nuisance. God views all of us as his loved children. The judge only listened once he was worn down. God is always listening to us. When it comes to sermon writing and preaching and communicating, one of the things that annoys me the most is when people say, yeah, that analogy you used, like, ultimately it breaks down. Of course the analogy breaks down because you are describing a thing to help you get closer to the thing. If we were describing the actual thing, I wouldn't have to use an analogy. Of course it breaks down. When someone says, oh man, like, what a long week I had, or what a crazy situation that was. It was a real roller coaster. When someone says, oh my gosh, I love roller coasters, they're so fun. You know the person is not talking about an actual roller coaster. They are just referring to the ups and downs and unexpected turns of the week. Everything on earth will fall short to our understanding of the fullness of the kingdom of God, which is why we have to use analogies. And any time you are hearing somebody you trust or you are reading the Bible and they are talking about the kingdom of God, pay attention. Because hopefully with enough things, we can piece together more and more of an understanding. Sometimes the kingdom of God is like a courtroom where justice is administered. And sometimes the kingdom of God is like yeast working through a dough. And sometimes the kingdom of God is like a farm where it is taking time for things to grow. It is a place of praise and worship, and it is a place of peace and healing. But everything here is going to fall short. There will be waiting that we have to do. And it is often in the waiting where we will find injustice. Don't miss it. God isn't asking us to know everything. God is asking us to be faithful. I hear stories all the time about people who have left the church. 
And oftentimes they have left the church because they couldn't find or they couldn't give satisfactory answers to their questions about faith, about being a Christian. And I think in response, a lot of people have tried to learn everything that they can to try and answer those questions. But here's the problem. It wasn't that they just left because they didn't have satisfactory answers. They left because they were told that their questions and their doubts weren't okay and made them a bad Christian. That is not the case at all. When I read the Bible, I got a lot of questions. I do not know everything. And I think that's okay. It keeps me humble. And hopefully it keeps you humble as well. If you're ever in a room with someone who says, like, I know everything, I recommend fleeing. Like, just leave. Run away. Flail your arms about. Scream a little bit. Be like, ah, I gotta get out of here. Run. <laughs> If you are a person who carries yourself in such a way where you claim to know everything and you're trying to get everybody to know everything like you do, I don't think you're trying to help people be like Jesus. I think you're trying to get people to just know what you know. And you didn't have an ill intent in that, but it can oftentimes be so harmful to people. Because God isn't asking us to be super knowledgeable or to know everything. He's asking us to have faith, to keep showing up, to be persistent like this widow was. It is in the waiting where we will find injustice, and it is in the waiting where we will find the hardest parts of life. I hope you, at some point in your life, either have been, will be, or currently are close enough to someone to hear about their hardest moments, their most frustrating moments, their saddest moments, their scariest moments. I hope that you have someone in your life where you get to share that too. Oftentimes, you'll ask them, well, how long did that last? And they will say two words. They will give you a numerical value, and then they will give you a unit of time. One week, two months, five years. Think about the agony that sits within those two words, those two painful, hard, frustrating words. Sleepless nights of not knowing if someone is going to return. Days of knots and stomachs waiting for results or verdicts. All of that can feel so overwhelming. It is in those moments where we are aware of the injustice that will exist on this side of heaven. Luke would have known this very well. Luke was interviewing disciples, men and women who had a chance to see Jesus as he was writing this gospel. He heard their stories of their friend, their teacher, their miracle worker, who died a brutal and public death. He heard their stories of the sitting and waiting in those three days. If he was incredible as we thought he was, why is he dead? Why didn't he solve this problem? Why are we still waiting? Even Luke himself would have heard about how Jesus rose from the grave, was ascending and said, don't worry, I'm going to come back. But before I come back, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And people were like, well, when is he coming back? Luke would have understood this waiting. 
these painful, hard moments. But let me make something super clear in this moment. Part of the waiting is accompanied by the fact that God has already won. That what Jesus did on the cross was and is victory. And it is taking time to work itself through. That is what part of this waiting is. Yes, there is injustice. And when we hear injustice, part of our heart should break. We should find the thing that we rally around and we support. Oftentimes, if you hear about an injustice, you just, you got to support the people who are, who are addressing that particular injustice as you navigate what the particular injustices that you are navigating. The waiting is painful, but victory is ours. If you are a Seattle sports fan, you understand that fundamentally that a lot of losing accompanies winning as we wait. The waiting is so often where we can get ourselves in trouble. The waiting is so often where we will take matters into our own hands and try to do things. But earlier in the Gospel of Luke, we learn about two people that I think point out for us what it looks like to have faith as we wait. We learn about Simeon and Anna. And Simeon had been promised, like, you will not die until you meet the Savior of the world. And this is what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 28. He's waiting in the temple on this particular day. He's gone to the temple and he sees Mary and Joseph and Jesus as a baby. And this is what it says. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And then we learn about Anna, who was a prophet. And this is what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 36. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow. She was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Both Simeon and Anna didn't know what they were waiting for, but they waited. They had faith. They prayed to God. They kept showing up so that on the day when they felt the prompting, go to the temple, meet this family, they were able to do so. This isn't like the story of of like Simeon who went on an epic quest to find a savior and along the way meets Anna, a prophet with a quirky vision. That's not the case at all here. Their faithfulness was in waiting and in getting to know God and responding when he prompted I wish that having faith looked more like us accomplishing things. It would be like so much easier for me if God was like really pumped that I got to the end of my life and crossed off a certain number of to-do lists. I I show up to heaven with a certain number of accomplishments under my belt. God just wants us to be near to him. 
He is not looking for us to say, I know everything. I did everything. I solved everything. I crossed it all off. He just wants us to be near, which requires us to slow down, which requires us to pay attention. But don't miss it. God isn't asking us to know everything. God is asking us to be faithful. So with your questions, with your concerns, with your doubts, with your life, would you present that to God? Would you show up? Would you be faithful? In the waiting for the justice to truly arrive, would you continue to be faithful? You are going to hear over the next couple weeks, and honestly, for the, for the rest of time that we are putting these videos out, you will hear from members of our teaching team talking about faith and waiting and what God does and, and patience and justice and injustice. But today, would you take a step towards faith? Maybe it's your first step towards faith ever. If today you are ready to say yes to following Jesus, if you're watching this live, hit the like, I'm ready to follow Jesus button. Hop in a chat with someone. Ask your questions. Share with them that you are ready to follow Jesus today. If you are a person who has been following Jesus for a long time, Whatever that thing is inside of you that is making you uncomfortable or nervous or anxious, would you take some time to pray about that this week? Maybe this week it is even you, you reach out to a friend, you send a text message. If you're watching this live right now, that, that you're, you're sending a message to someone who is hosting this. Faith in the waiting is difficult but God asks us to be near because he wants to be near to us. He is not a judge for us to wear down. He is eager to be near. Thanks for joining the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified for all future episodes. Be sure to connect with us on socials at Rainier View CC. And find out more about us at rainierview.org.